welcome to the Sharing the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we celebrate the why and how of creativity. I'm with Leon, and in this episode, Vicki Atkinson and I are talking with stylist and my sister-in-law, Lindsay Bauer. We are so delighted to air this conversation with Lindsay as she shares nuggets from her long career in the fashion industry involving design, manufacturing, and retail. She tells us about the geometry of looking long and lean instead of fruit-shaped. Lindsay tells us why we shouldn't buy clothes at Costco. We talk through priorities when buying new clothes, finding what's best for you, making yourself feel good, and to not buy if it doesn't sing to your soul. Vicki and I ask her about her process of styling a client and why she starts at the closet, not at the store. Lindsay shares what she has learned along the way about color and enhancing that sense. And we bring this episode full circle to creativity when we talk about my brother, Jay, who is also incredibly creative. She tells us about how living on a boat with no square corners constantly challenges their ingenuity. They tackle it together with similar aesthetics and aligned goals. This is a great episode about another facet of creativity, style. Lindsay gives us some great encouragement about how to be comfortable in our own skin. We know you'll love it. Hi, guys. Vicki and I are so glad to see you. You know, you're my sister-in-law, so I've gotten to see your many, many talents. But the way that you see things is one of the things that always amazes me. Really? Yeah, you just have that. You just have a not only just an ability to see right to the heart of things, but you could measure people up, I mean, quite literally, in a way that, you know, just estimate lengths and heights in a way that I never could. But that's, <laughs> you know. Here, well, here. you're kind. Yeah. It's lovely to be here. Thanks for asking me, gals. Can you tell us what a silhouette is? Well, my version of a silhouette, when I think of that, and that's kind of my, well, our mutual friend, Eric, made my Squarespace and talked all about silhouette, which is my deal, because I think it's the most important. And really, for me, it's, I think it's how the garment or the clothes hang on your frame. and and silhouette becomes more important than probably anything else, in my opinion. I think it becomes more important than color. I think it becomes more important than fabric. It's the shape of the garment and how it makes your body look. And then beyond that, how you feel in it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we get so committed to a label and the designer has decided that this is the silhouette. This is the style that's going to look great this season. You know what? that person probably didn't design it for your body and teaching people to say, yeah, that isn't my silhouette and I'm not going to buy that is okay. And learning how to maximize your, the good things about your body and maybe minimize the things that you don't like so much. There's Mm -hmm. so much you can do in women's clothing, especially that's what I try and impart. 
That that's so good. I mean, it it speaks to me of not looking pear shaped, but instead looking long and lean. Yeah, exactly. And you know, not I mean, unless you're a model, none of us were born that way, except for like my niece. Actually, both nieces, Lucy and Livy. Yeah. Um, so, but how? But there's ways to kind of get to that place where you feel like you're five ten, right, and right. long legged. Yeah. Um, so I I try and help people get to that point. And really at the end of the day, I want people to feel good about themselves on the inside. I am of the belief that, you know, you get depressed, you don't feel like putting makeup on or you don't feel like, you know, dressing and you just, you know, it kind of goes down, down, down. And I do think that if you can make yourself feel good on the outside, it can help you feel better. Not, mm-hmm. it's not everything, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's one of the things that can help you feel better as you go through your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And I was going to say, you know, Lindsay, does this make sense to you that I often think in terms of like um, geometry and proportion when I think about silhouette? And I think one of the things I know I have done, I'm curvy and I'm smaller at the waist, but I got a lot of junk, (laughs) you know, from the waist out. We'll just, you know, for the purposes of decorum here, we'll just let it go at that. But but I aspire to leanness that I don't have. And there's some things I, I have learned I just can't wear. And some of it is, you know, kind of what we're doing here today, this girlfriend tough love. And when you crawl into someone else's closet or you're shopping with someone and, and you say, nah, that, that it doesn't, you're not looking your best, but right. let's try this instead. And I bet yeah. you are so good at that to say, here's a way to take that you know, jean jacket and a skirt kind of thing, but you need it a little longer, a little shorter. Yep. It's, and it, yeah. it's like swapping things out. But I love what you said, because it's knowing your body and getting comfortable with it, but not trying to chase something that your body just isn't going to be. And sometimes I worry about, you know, the body image issues, because it's not, mm-hmm. it's not about weight. It's about Mm-mm. like composition of the body. Do you think so too? Yeah, I think that we have to learn how to accept our bodies. I, I remember being, I grew up in La Jolla, California, and I was at the beach all the time. And I am curvy too. And and it dawned on me, I was not eating very much. You know, you're in high school trying to get that, that model thin. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was God or what, but I remember being at the beach and I remember thinking, it doesn't matter how little you eat. You will never look like that model ever. Uh-huh. It, 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 your body yeah. isn't like that. Yeah. That was freeing. It was like, okay, yeah. let it go. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. To both hear that and to accept it. Yeah. So since then, you know, listen, it's not like I walk around and I think, oh God, I've got the greatest figure. We've all got parts of our figure that we wish we didn't have. It is what it is, but I know what my assets are and I know how to maximize those and minimize the other stuff that I don't like. Yeah. And I probably know how to do that better than other people. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's also that focusting on like health and wellness. You've got a body. It's glorious. Treat it well. Stop beating yourself up because, you you know, certain things don't work, but celebrate the things that do. And and that's where that girlfriend love and insight, not to exclude the guys. Right. But it's having those trusted friends. Yeah. Yes. The guys don't get it. They don't. They're dense. Right. They're dense when it comes to this. I'm just going to say it. I have a great husband, her brother, who I absolutely adore. He's the best. <laughs> I'm trying to drop a little bit of weight because I haven't been working out. So now I'm just working out diligently. Haven't moved a pound. I've been on this thing for a month. I tr- I'm drinking. I'm doing all the things. Now I'm feeling better, mm-hmm. but haven't moved the needle. 
Jay yeah. doesn't even think about it. And he goes, yeah, I think I said, gosh, Jay, you look kind of skinny. He goes, yeah, I think I've lost a few pounds. I want to, <laughs> I want to kill him. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just different. And so I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to embrace, this is where I'm at. My body works really well. I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. He loves me. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. just fine. I just get tired right. of thinking about it all the time, you know? I'm glad we brought Jay into this because, you know, I think both <laughs> Jay and I have sometimes fallen into the trap of buying clothes at Costco. <laughs> Which is some, Ooh. it might be one of your pet peeves. If I'm just guessing here. <laughs> no, 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 wait. The- I- are you going to vote me off the podcast? I might need to go now because that'd be me too. Not all the time, but I admit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here's my thing with Costco. I actually think Costco is amazing. I, I admire that company on all levels. And as a matter of fact, I almost did business with Costco in my old life when I was manufacturing men's tailored clothing and they were going to buy Navy sport coats from us. And the minimum order was 20,000 units and our manufacturer couldn't meet the, the, the demand. I mean, yeah. that's a minimum trial order. So that just gives you an idea of their, their sense of volume. I think that Costco offers great product at a great value. I'll say that. Yeah. I think it's good for basics. I also think it's good for people who are like Jay is a perfect men's large. He, he doesn't, he, he's a perfect men's large. So frankly, his whole wardrobe's coming from Costco at this point because I can't get a better dress shirt for him. Why spend a ton of money at Nordstrom for a dress shirt when a perfectly good one is at Costco for 20 bucks, right? Yeah, right. But I think what Costco can't do is think about all the different shapes and sizes mm-hmm. of women, particularly. Mm-hmm. They can't cater to that. So some of their stuff will work for us. And I think it's okay if you buy the basics, but you know, for a time there, Winnie was buying everything there. Like, you know, <laughs> she didn't have time to go get a new dress. So she'd buy a dress at Costco. It's like, really? Can we, we can do better than that. Can't we? <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't terrible, but it could have been better. So, yeah. Yeah, so I think yeah. Costco has its place. That's yeah. it's a good point. Well, and, the, and I think the thing that I learned from you is about shopping and trying things on and that's what we don't do at Costco. I mean, I Correct. think. Yeah. Correct. Uh, wherever it is, you know, wherever we, anybody's Costco is, you know, fill it, fill in the blank. Yeah. If you're not trying on clothes, you can't decide whether it works for you. Right. And then you get it home right. and then you're having to decide whether to return it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a big fan of uniforms. Wynn sees me, you know, our, all of our other friends mostly in a black turtleneck because I don't think I want to be Steve Jobs, but I like the simplicity of it. Totally. And during COVID, it was just the, the thing that I did, you know, being on camera a lot. It was a nice continuity thing. But um, Lindsay, I'm going to throw a quote at you because I have to remind myself of this sometimes. So tell me if this like lines up with your Costco thinking about you know, a uniform can be handy, but it might, might also be like, like, are you in there? You know, are you in there? And this is attributed to Coco Chanel. In order to be irreplaceable, one must always be different. So when you mm. only buy from Costco and you don't accessorize or do anything more, you're just looking like everyone else. And I take that quote to mean, what a waste. What a waste. I think fashion should be fun. And I think it is an extension of an expression of yourself. That's how, for me, it's creativity. So Mm -hmm. I, it's a creative outlet for me. So I have fun pulling things out of my closet and I'm digging deep and I'm like, oh, 
oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. And then I've got, and I always wear scarves. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that scarf will look great with that. And then I'm digging for some old shoes that I haven't, it's a creative outlet for me, but then that yeah. shows my personality. And I think yeah. um, it becomes harder. It's not that you can't show your personality with Costco stuff. It's that, 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 that's not it, but Costco is going to be middle of the road. It's not necessarily, it wasn't made for you. It was made yeah. for everybody. Okay. And, and, and so again, it has its place, but I, I love Coco Chanel and you know, you think about people that I admire who had great style, people like uh, Catherine Hepburn. Oh, she, stop. Right? Great style. And, and Audrey Hepburn, too, frankly, both of them. They knew what looked good on their bodies, and they wore that. Yeah. They, weren't, they weren't wearing necessarily the latest and the greatest, and they weren't mm -hmm. always on the cutting edge. They wore the things that looked great on them, that made them feel good, that made them feel powerful. Yeah. And I think that, I think getting women to... Forget what Prada says or whatever designer you're following. Follow them. Have fun. And there might be something there that they created that you can wear. But I don't know. It's all about trying to find be and be your best and what's best for you. Yeah. But Lindsay, do you think it's still true? Because you, you have this like, you know, mad, fabulous background in the fashion industry. And you were talking about men's jackets a minute ago. I think whether it's true or not that Catherine Hepburn and, you know, she really did like menswear before women knew what yes, wearing menswear looked like. Yes, but I, I read an article once that said that she did that because, you know, women's clothes were made in a shitty way that by yeah. comparison, they weren't tailored as well. Do you think that's still true that menswear, you know, there's more time and attention? I think for the money, the men's menswear is a much better value. I think that there's much more make in a men's garment. I used to buy only men's sweaters. They don't look good on me now, but when I was younger, they did um, because they were they looked more expensive, but they were less expensive, but they were better made. Hmm. Um, and I think that's still the case. I, I think the thing is, is that women's clothes, the good stuff, the stuff that's made well, they charge for it because they know women will pay it. Yeah. So it's not as good a value. Mm. Well, mm. and men seem to be a little more resistant to the trend. So maybe they're keeping things longer and. Oh, for sure. They are. There's, there's less options for menswear. I mean, let's, mm -hmm. let's, I mean, really, there really is. So, mm -hmm. so they do hold on to stuff longer and, and they can, it's more timeless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And right. women's, it changes the whole, you know, every season, what's the latest and the greatest kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I believe it. So I'm not going to feel bad about the fact that I bought a men's blazer at H&M last year because it fit better and I liked it better. I did. Amen. Amen. I think H&M does a really good job. Yeah. Um, I'm so sad we don't have one near us anymore. Damn it. You often start by cleaning out closets. Is there some power of having <laughs> empty space? Well, I, you know, it, part of it's probably empty space. I think there is something that psychologically to get rid of the stuff that's dragging you down. But I think for me, it helps me learn the client's um, style. I get a very strong sense of how they like to dress. And I usually ask them, do you like this? Oh, sh oh, that's one of my favorite shirts. Okay, great. So I, because what I don't want to do is go in and say, this is what I think you should wear. And you, I want you and, and make them inauthentic. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm not trying to change yeah. their style. I'm just trying to maybe raise the level and make them feel better in their own skin. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's some people that are kind of boho. There's some people who are more tailored. There's So it, I think cleaning out the closet helps me figure out their trajectory. And then it gives them a chance to say, 
Oh yeah, I hate that. Well, why do you hate that? Well, let's see. And I make them try stuff on and <laughs> But I think there's a lesson to learn from that, even if we're cleaning out our own closets. For sure. Seeing where we've been inauthentic. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Cleaning out the, the blouse that you knew, you knew when you bought it and you were going right. to try to make it work and you've only yeah. worn it once. Right. Let it go. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I knew I wasn't, shouldn't buy that and I yeah. did it anyway. So it's time to learn because I'm going to yeah. clean it out first. <laughs> yeah. Well, and hopefully as we it... get older, we do less of that, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and Lizzie, do you believe in this idea that, you know, out of our closet, we might like lean into 20% and we wear, this is true for me. I wear the 20% because I feel sure. good in it. It it fits right. I feel good. And so I love that you do that with your clients because you could also just have them say, hey, I just want to dress like you. Right. right which is a nice compliment, but it doesn't help. Well, them. and then I think having the other, right, for sure. But and the other thing is building that 20% wardrobe where you always have something to grab. I So many clients will say, I've got nothing in my closet. I just need to go to whatever. And I just, so building those, Okay, well, what does that look like? Can you wear jeans to work? Okay, so, okay, so how about do you have a wide legged jean? You know, you kind of just break it down. Okay, well, you've got yeah. this option or this option, and then these are the tops you can wear with it. And so, it doesn't take a lot. It really doesn't. And and people know, you know, the people you've worked with, they know, they just needed you to hold their hand and mm -hmm. and confirm that they were right. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, you know, I love the when you went shopping with Miss O last time. You bought a leisure wear outfit that she oh, yeah. loves, and on days that she's a little tired, getting ready for school, I often bring it out just because it's comfortable for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think um, for sure for me personally, as I get older, comfort becomes more and more important. I have a, a friend and client who's tiny. She's like a size four. I love her. And she, <laughs> and she, ne she hates to shop. So she wears all her kids hand-me-downs because she can't, she's got, she's got two girls. And so they're always giving her her throwaways, but you know, she's my age and you know, some of that stuff isn't appropriate. And then her husband's begging me, please take her shopping. Please take her shopping. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, come on, we're going to go shopping. But she, everything has to be soft and knitwear and yeah. she, and I, and so I'll say, can I push you a little bit? And how about, you know, a woven blouse? Nope, not going to wear it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's her, that's her, that's yeah. her comfort. So yeah. everything has to be kind of drapey and comfort and soft. And, you know. Yeah. Well, and there's a whole category of like emerging stuff coming from psychology about sensory awareness mm. and people who will do that because it's like the quiet comfort. I'm not going to mm -hmm. talk to you and I'm not saying this is true for your friend at all, but I'm not going to talk to you about my anxiety or my issues. But if I'm wearing things that are comfortable and I can kind of simulate a hug out of it and it doesn't feel like it's confining, that um, there's some good stuff about that, that people are really using it in a self-care way, which makes sense, right? It does. And do you think that's happening because of we've come out of a pandemic and um, because there's, you know, a huge athleisure industry that's enormous. I, I look for one every day and every day I'm like, mm, no, I don't like that one. Mm, no, I don't like that. But but I mean, I'm it's on my radar, you know. Yeah. What are you yeah. looking for? Athleisure. Oh, it's a technical term. Yeah. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> it's it's athletic wear, but like Athleta, where I oh. bought a pair of pants that mm -hmm. but you could dress them up or down. It's really an athletic pant. It's in a yeah. lightweight fabric, but it's got pockets. You could wear it with a sneaker or you could wear it with a flat. 
right? Yeah. So there's a lot of that, you know, they, you're seeing a lot like uh, when you fly on a plane, you have the matching set, the, the knit pant with the tunic sweater, or it could be a cardigan or whatever, comfortable, easy, you could wear it with a flat, you could wear it with a sneaker, that yeah. kind of stuff. And it's booming when, uh, you know, I'll name drop here a little bit, but I have a couple of friends that will buy everything Frank and Eileen, Lindsay, oh, yeah. and they'll drop $1,000, you yeah. know, on two outfits. And it's yeah. what, you know, you're describing the matching set. It's kind of voluminous. It's really yeah. comfy, yeah. but it's that, you know, Flattering. I want to look polished. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. But, but they're, they're making a fortune. Mm -hmm. It's nice stuff, but mm -hmm. $400 for a two-piece yeah outfit yeah 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 it's yeah. dear for sure yeah. well and, and we've kind of touched on this before but trying things on and is and knowing when it's not right is sort of one of your core principles yeah I'd say yeah I'm pretty honest you know me Winnie you, you have a beautiful way of doing <laughs> that of being well well let's do that nope mm -hmm. you know and it actually I love shopping with you because it makes it so fast. Oh no. <laughs> you know, like I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that um, part of that is because I want to provide value. If you're mm -hmm. asking for my services, I'm not there to just say yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, unless right. we really landed the plane. Um, <laughs> the, and then the other thing is, is that I, I, you know, I work really hard to make sure that I watch my, the people I'm working with and I see how they react and, Sometimes they'll look at me and they'll say, what do you think? And I think immediately now I have to convince them that this is good on them. They don't feel good in that. So if I have to talk you into something, occasionally I will, like, it, you know, it depends on, you know, if you're shopping for a particular event or something yeah. and I'm, and I, and I'll openly say, I'm going to push you into trying, you know, this on or whatever. But if you don't feel good in it, I still don't want you to buy it because you're not going to wear it. And so I think being decisive is good. And I think making people realize that, um, just because we're shopping today and you wanted to buy stuff, you may get lucky and you may not mm -hmm. do not buy if it doesn't sing to your soul ever. Yeah. And so I think making us yeah. be okay with that. Um, you know, I think having somebody there helps because we've all been there when you're like, God, I just want something new and well, this is good enough. Right. But it never is good enough. And then you end up returning or you don't wear it and you know, right. money yeah. down the drain. Yeah. Or it sits in your closet and it mocks you, right? Yes, it talks back to totally. you. Going, and you keep pointing it out. You think, well, maybe now it looks, mm, nope, still doesn't look good. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I think some of what you're both touching on is this idea that looking your best, feeling your best, you know, it, whatever that means, it's a, a good self-esteem boost, you know, sure. to know that you put a little effort in and it pays dividends, I think, for helping people get a little lift. And there are reasons why wardrobe and like movies and theater and performing arts, it's a whole category because it helps people kind of assume like the personality, the, yeah. the character, who do you want to be? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I think also helps them find their authenticity and mm -hmm. teaches them how to be comfortable in their own skin and, and, yeah. you know, all of those things. I mean, that's how I like to use fashion. I, I don't, I don't, um, I used to say to people, okay, so for example, I stir and I did this, I worked at Nordstrom at the time. I remember there was this whole thing about A-line tops with big prints and I don't wear prints. I always try and buy one and I never wear it. So now I don't even, I, now I, I, I wear prints and scarves, 
but I will not do it because I don't wear it. I, I, I don't know if it's because I'm short. I don't know. It just didn't look good. So I remember I bought this top. I thought, this I can do this. This is a trend. I work at Nordstrom. I am going to buy this once again. I, so, you know, you got to kind of, hopefully I help people find um, their tr- truth. Yeah. Look, if you hate, if you hate green, even though I think green looks good on you, we're not going to buy green. I mean, you know, I, at the end of the day, I want you to reach for this because it feels good on you. You feel good in it and you think you look good. That those are the, those are the picks we want. Well, and I'm glad you just mentioned with you all the way, sister. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you just mentioned a color because I think the way that you see color is remarkable. Have you done anything to enhance that? Or is that sort of a natural talent? I think it's a natural talent. My former husband, who was a a tailored clothing men's designer and really brilliant, tortured, but brilliant. And he was all about um, color and natural light, like ridiculous. So, for example, when we did our build out on our new studio in New York and he had these lights and, oh, of course, they only came from Italy. Really? We're in New York. You can't find one that's made around. No, no. (laughs) And they were hung just at the right height. And then we had these suspended tables and he had the measurement perfect so that you didn't get any reflection off of the color from the light as you're looking at the piece goods, the fabrics with all these beautiful. I mean, he was neurotic, but I worked with him for like almost 10 years. So I'm sure It wasn't always fun, but I think I probably learned a lot from him. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing about color is I think a a lot of it has to do with your eyes and your, your coloring, your complexion Mm -hmm. and natural light is, is important Mm -hmm. um, when you're trying to figure that out. Cause you know, just like when you, you know, like when you're painting and you're picking paint colors in your house, oh my gosh, at 4am and at 4pm, it's a completely different color, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that's true of people too yeah yeah Yeah. to just give it a chance to see it in the in the light that you'll be wearing it in yeah yeah well yeah and I think also you're uh, I really I look a lot at complexion and and eyes and more or less usually anybody who's got blue or green eyes I don't know if you agree with this Victoria but um they usually can look really great in those colors now they can look good in other colors too Mm -hmm. but um those are easy things to, you know, and then I try on color. For example, I don't look good in yellow, but in the summertime I do because I've got a, I've got color. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can, I can wear yellow in the summertime. I look dead, you know, right now. Right. So I think it changes on the seasons too. And I think you're right. It's, it's a blast from my past, but I made some money in college doing that Carol Jackson color me beautiful stuff, which, you know, a lot of our listeners are probably going to go what and who, but what you said, Lindsay, about kind of thinking about the eyes and I have a lot of gold flecks in my eyes and that whole, like, you know, color typing people and all of that. I, I think there's something to it because it just enhances the overall and some yeah. colors are just better because it creates more harmony. Totally agree. Totally yeah, agree. I'm so I think you. when you can land those right colors, I think things come to life a little bit more too. Yeah. Yeah. And you and Wynn both have beautiful light eyes. Your listener, our listeners don't get the benefit <laughs> of that, but you both are well, gorgeous. Wynn has, has beautiful eyes and beautiful skin too, when he does. Yep. Yep. As do you, right? Lovely ladies. Absolutely. So Lindsay, you're married to my brother. 
just I'm I'm telling you that like it's like it's news. I mean I think <laughs> oh, you knew oh my that. god really <laughs> this was but, an important podcast I'm glad you revealed that <laughs> but Jay is incredibly creative as well I mean yeah, he, he he's I mean most recently in woodworking and upholstery yeah always in in problem solving do you guys spark creativity in each other I, yeah, I read that question. I think we do. I, I think we do. And I was thinking about why that is, because I think he's probably always been creative, but I'm not sure he's been allowed to show his creativity. And I think part of that is we really listen to each other. So and we're, and you know, you know, we live on that boat. And so it's there's there's a lot of problem solving to be done. <laughs> Let me just say, like, you know, yeah. nothing is square. There's curves everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it goes on and on. And so we do, we do a lot of whiteboarding and, and I'll come up with an idea, for example, and then he'll listen and we'll break it down. And then I'll, and then maybe I'll say, oh, no, 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 you're right. That's not going to work. Or he'll come up with an idea and I'll say, maybe, but so we really, there's no, nobody gets hurt. There's, there's Mm -hmm. no, there's, we want, we both want the same thing we want. We want it to come out looking the way we want it to look. Mm-hmm. And so we, we work, um, our aesthetic is similar too. So that's helpful. Um, I, I do actually like color more than he does, but he's tamping me down and he's right. I think when you're living, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go for orange. He's like, really orange. And anyway, so I'm, I've gotten better, especially <laughs> now that I work at a design firm, I'm, I'm, you know, upping my sophistication in, in the interior design world. But mm-hmm. um, for the most part, we, um, we have similar aesthetics. We listen to one another and we both have the same goal. So it's, and, mm-hmm. and Jay is fearless. That guy, he didn't know how to sew. So he watched YouTube videos. Now he knows how to sew. <laughs> yeah. We were going to, we were going to have this guy. Do you remember in the kitchen? We're going to do the um, leather diamond mm-hmm. tucking, you know, like you're in a bank hat. Yeah. So I was going to pay this guy to do it. <laughs> Came back really expensive. And so Jay goes, I can do it. He goes, I've been watching, I've been watching the YouTube videos all morning long. He goes, I just need this tool. I know exactly what to do. I'm like, okay. Oh my gosh. That's a family trait. That sounds exactly like when, oh, I, totally. I've never done a podcast, but I think I can figure out how to be a sound engineer. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. They're, they're, yep. they're fearless. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I did watch a lot of YouTube videos too. I was like, how do I do? I, I can't figure out what button to push. I'm like, well, let's go to YouTube. And, and I had some of that I do get from my brother. The YouTube yeah, but, and Costco were just terrible. Yeah, but you should know that Jay says about when that she is the smartest one in the family. Mm-hmm. And he is, he is, oh, and, and Jay's really smart. Um, and their other really sister's smart. an attorney, but he maintains that Winnie, Winnie is the smartest one. Wow. So well, she talks about him in those terms. So yeah. that's kind of cool. We do have a yeah. mutual admiration society going on. Yeah, that's for you sure. Guys do. Yeah, you it's, guys do. It's a lovely thing. And thank I goodness for it. it. And we love having you uh, as, as part of the family because, Lindsay, you thank just. You. Bring... I love being a Leon, even though I haven't <laughs> taken the name. Sorry, yes. I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, you're perfect. It's, it's, uh, it's a love fest. And um, we're lucky. Yes, and I'm so glad that you came on this podcast to up Thank our you. style and creativity. Thank you. Super yeah. fun. Super yeah. fun. Thanks it for was talking a treat. to us. And now I want to go dig into my closet and be a little ruthless just because. I, I yeah. know, right? Well, me too. I try and clean out my closet every season. 
<laughs> but do you but do you do this? I have favorite things. Favorite things. I have these favorite pants. I'm looking, I'm feeling them right now and they don't fit me. And I cannot let them go. And I don't know that they're ever gonna fit me again. But I cannot let them go. No. Anyway. So see, I'm I suffer with too. you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is the time for the story about Jay and the radiator because you did just have to clean out your closet. <laughs> Oh, gosh, that's right. God bless Jay. He really is a wonderful man. Do we have time for this? Oh, yeah, we have time <laughs> he, for this. He, um, so back to the woodworking. Um, so we live on this boat. And so my closet is this big. Ooh. And then I get four drawers. Ooh. Yeah. And that's it. And then I, so I hang my shoes on the back of the door. Anyway, so Jay says to me one day, I'm going to build you a proper closet. Okay. Anyway, so I mean, I've got it's a big boat. I mean, there's trust me, I have way more clothes, but they're all over the place, right? Yeah. So I'm constantly having to shift things and coats go here and whatever. So he built this whole credenza and it has shelves. You open up the doors and the lights come on and he did it out of teak and there's shelves for my shoes. I mean, it's really fabulous. I mean, I mean, I never asked for it. You put a door on my clock. I mean, really, all of it was just amazing. Wow. So, and then at the end, there's this, he's going to change the radiator. He's putting in a new radiator and he's going to, he's going to run the boat off of, he's going to heat it with, um, off of the uh, electricity instead of running it off of our diesel. It'll be cheaper, blah, blah, blah. So he has to put in this new radiator and it's going to run water through the radiator. Uh-oh. As he's doing it, he says, boy, I hope this part doesn't break off. <gasps> Literally. As he's doing it, the part breaks off, and now water is gushing gallons into the room. Gallons, gallons of water. And the turnoff valve is all the way down in the engine room, which is like three floors down. So now he's having to race. No. (laughs) You know, it was just water. And the good news is it's a steel boat. And so we're on the essentially the third floor. So none of the water went through the, the floors. Because okay. it's steel, there's no holes. Yeah, so it's wet. A little smelly wall. Dried it out. It's all fine. Oh no! But did you lose like some leather goods no. and some shoes no. and stuff like that? No. no, no. I, I, I don't think I had put my stuff away yet. No, oh. and just the carpet. And didn't he build a heated towel rack for you? Yes, he you did. Know, as he repaired and all of that, heated towel rack and a laundry um place for our laundry. I, which I can nice. snap out and then just take it all the way down. I mean, I mean oh, you know, guys, nice. and I didn't even ask for any of this. Nice. It is. Nice. It, and it is, Vicki, it's beautiful. This woodworking is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. um, but it did yeah. necessitate a whole cleaning out of the closet. Really? Wow. It was pretty low impact considering. It could have been much worse. It, it was a, a tough moment, but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor Jay. <laughs> you guys yeah. totally, totally bounced back, which is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I say, I say, go Jay. I mean, he understands that those things matter to you. And and I can say, you know, where Paul is concerned, um, before we moved into this house, he had no closet in our bedroom. He had to, he was like outsourced, you know, to a smaller bedroom. But now we've got enough space for both of us to have our clothes, you know, in the same closet. But um, it's nice when our guys understand, right, what matters to us. And my clothes are like my friends. Yes. And they need to be, be handy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Radiators be damned, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Liz. Oh, thank you, both of you. It was a it was a treat. Just a treat. Same, same. Big kisses. Okay. Thank you for listening. 
Our music is composed for sharing the heart of the matter by the exquisitely talented duo of Jack Canfora and Rob Koenig. For show notes and more great inspiration, please visit our site at sharingtheheartofthematter.com. Thank you.